0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen.
1: Hello, Builders. It is great to have you as a listener of the Build Your Success podcast today. This is a podcast where we build you so you can build others. We do that through some training, leadership training, and also through special guests. We have a return visitor today, my first return guest for the podcast. We've got Michael Bowman. Michael's made a transition that we both want to make you aware of. He is now the president of Bowman Legacies. Bowman Legacies is helping the lives of blue-collar people one CEO at a time. Through years of inspiring lives, driving forward-thinking safety protocols, mentoring, and practicing practical boots-on-the-ground experience, Bowman Legacies is dedicated to enhancing the lives of blue-collar people by transforming cultural norms for companies across the globe. His simple approach to everyday problems helps organizations usher a great culture for those who get the job done. So, Michael, I'm very excited about this transition you're making as a blue-collar worker. I love to hear someone else is out there, you know, helping the masses. So, tell us about this, this transition you're making.
2: Well, I think, that, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and uh, the volume got a bit overwhelming. And I know that, uh, my former employee at Turner, they were, we were in these transitional moments. And I think we both just kind of equally came to a place where we understood that it was time for me to move on and me to move on to other things. And, um, like I said, I, I had such a great volume of doing this very thing with companies on LinkedIn and through websites, through podcasts like yours. I mean, even after the, the last podcast I did with you, um, <laughs> I got a lot of volume of people asking me about everything from personal branding and what they should do with their websites and, and, and what is culture and what is business culture? What is personal? And all these questions I started fielding. And then I realized, you know, someone I worked with just said, Michael, you could do this for a living, you know, uh, industry needs people like you to explain this and to fight the blue collar person. And I thought, I think I'm going to do this. And so it was hard to make that leap. And it was super scary. But Um, I'm excited. I love working with my clients right now. Um, and I'm having a blast.
1: Yeah, it is a, it's a ton of fun to help people. That's my motivation for what I'm doing. It's just great to get out and meet new people, train new people and see people's potential and help them to develop into that. You know, you mentioned the the former podcast. I'm just going to mention it for the listeners. If they're interested, go back and listen to that one. That's, podcast number 33 and that's leaving a legacy and that was the time when when Michael was was with Turner uh, mining and we've had some great shows we we had the Keaton Turner on as well so great company and Michael was part of the, their culture introduction and helping them develop the culture they have today so and now he's now he's taking that and going to expand that into other businesses so Let's let's talk about some tools, techniques, how you're gonna implement these things to help other businesses.
2: I think a lot of organizations right now are looking at this cultural buzzword and are pretty overwhelmed. And that's just what I've been getting through a lot of people and even my own client. And I think where kind of Bowman Legacies is turning in a corner that other places just aren't is that we are working on you or we'll work with a foreman or a superintendent and help them to teach them how to lead and different things like that. Culture simply discomputes to how do you treat your customers? How do they perceive it? How do you treat the people that you work with and how do they perceive it? Same way with that home. You have a culture at home, right? But a lot of people don't know what that culture is, how to find what it is, how to define it. And then if it's negative to them, how do you change it? How do you grow it? How do you usher in a new culture? And so... That's what I've been doing for several years. Even when I was at General Drilling talking about this to people and business leaders, and um, that's what we're doing. So a lot of the techniques is just defining where you're at. That's the biggest thing. When you're lost, what do you got to do? You know, I used to teach backcountry survival, and um, one of the things that I would teach the guys is like, you know, the first thing you do is you can't panic. You've got to orientate yourself. You got to stop. You've got to look, and you've got to listen. And don't just take off running, right? And a lot of companies right now culturally are just taking off running because they feel like this buzzword is so important and it is that they've got to start doing all these knee jerk reactions and they end up spending a lot of money and a lot of time needlessly. And they really shoot themselves in the foot. But then they have to backtrack and readjust. Um, and so the biggest thing is define where you're at. Stop looking, listen, define where you're at and then figure out if that's something that's negative. You know, like when we were at Turner, one of the things I was charged with was find out the culture, find out what's going on, find out what people's beefs are, find out what's good, find out what's bad. And what we realized was that, that they were having a great culture. I mean, they're a young startup company that's just moving forward and bulldozing through the industry. Um, Keaton is always charging ahead, trying to do new and innovative things and, and really spice it up. He's not afraid, I don't think, of putting himself out there and doing things, but he wanted to know, well, what does the culture look like? Well, we found a lot of really beautiful things that the company was doing internally that we didn't realize before. So, you know, the knee-jerk reaction is to focus on all the negativity. Oh, we have a bad culture. We have a bad culture. But why? And then start looking at those positives. That's the next step. And start building off of those positive things. And I think that a lot of organizations, especially when they get very vast, it's very hard for them to do that. I call it the anaconda syndrome the, head syndrome, the head is so big and the animal is so big, it doesn't know what's going on with the tail. And it has to discover what's going on with the whole body to see if it's healthy. And so those are some things that we do at Bowman Legacies. And then also we work with you personally. So I have several clients where all I'm doing is personally mentoring them. At Bowman Legacies, we don't like coaching. We don't like that name because a coach can trade you. A coach can... um Put you on the bench, a coach can fire you, uh, and a coach can um, uh, move you along for a, be- a better player or a higher paying customer. At Bowman Legacy, what we believe is we want to be mentors. And mentors aren't somebody that's going to keep you on the hook, but mentors want to guide you to a certain point. And then we want you to be to a place where you don't need us anymore. It's like raising your children. You know, I don't know anybody that wants their their young teenage man, a young man to live in their basement for the rest of his life. <laughs> you know, you just don't want that. You want to be able to teach that young integral things, how to move forward, how to handle things on their own, because one day you won't be around to tell them what to do. One day you won't be there to tell them to mow the yard. One day you won't be there to open up the basement door. You're going to be at the hereafter. <laughs> and you want the things that you invested in him to help him to move on and move forward on his own and pour into his own kids. And so that's part of that leaving a legacy that we talked about last time. We wanted to create something at Bowman Legacies that creates such a legacy that it's helping blue-collar people and our little catchphrase is one CEO at a time. So I'm working with a guy right now who's a CEO who is looking at the vast amount of his company. He grew up you know, blue collar, had one piece of the kit, equipment when he started the company, and now he's grown it into such a big thing, he's like, I don't even know where we are culturally. I don't I don't know what we're doing. And so we're there to help him, but also coach him personally, because I don't care who you are as a company, if the head of your company is corrupt in its thinking about everybody computes to an Excel spreadsheet and, and people aren't more than just little things to compute then your culture will never springboard into that next step and it will never be truly genuine. And so what we want to do as an organization is pull people to us that we can help that want to have a great culture, that want to grow and be challenged, that want to step out there and to do more. Um, I have a, a guy who hit me up a couple of weeks ago that wanted to help me to help his company with personal branding. And I was like, okay, yes, that's well within my wheelhouse. I'm great if I can do that. And then he said, because I want to sell this company. I was like, well, absolutely. Every, every business is there to build to sell because you can't always be there, right? I said, that's the man. Okay, I got you. He goes, because we have a terrible culture, my employees are miserable, and I just want to get out of this thing. <laughs> and I said, man, I can't help you. And he was indignant with me. He was like, I can't believe you're not willing to jump in there. And I'm like, no, he goes, I'll pay you more. Then what you're charging at your consulting fee. And I was like, no, no, man. I don't want my name to be attached to that. What I want to do is I want people to go, man, we're so glad Bowman Legacies was here. I hate, hate, hate being the person in an organization that isn't the person they can't live without. And that's not an ego thing. That's a value thing. I want to bring value wherever I go. And if I can't bring that value, it's not part of my ego. It's part of my, I gotta go (laughs) and go somewhere where I can be appreciated and bring value. So that, I hope that answers the question. That's Bowman Legacies in a nutshell. Um, We've got a podcast coming out soon that we're super excited about. And um, we're calling it Bowman Legacies for now. And then, uh, you know, we're just super, we're just, we're pumped, you know, we're excited about this. And I think a lot of people are coming on and seeing this movement that's happening across America today especially amid COVID. I mean, this is a perfect time to start. I mean, I really feel our culture is primed and ready to go.
0: We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode.
1: Yeah, I love this conversation about culture. I love the idea that you're going to mentor people. Um, that's how I got started in, in coaching and training and speaking to people is because of um, my mentorship. And we've got several episodes on that. My listeners may be tired of hearing about mentorship, but this this cultural change. I love the idea that you're defining the culture. You're not throwing the, the baby out with the bathwater. So, you know, a lot of companies want to say, man, we got to change our culture. And they want to change everything from the top to the bottom. And you're saying, let's see what we're doing right first. And and we had a guest on for the episode 57, Radical Change, excuse me, uh, 59. And he talked about, we were talking about um, mergers and acquisitions and how sometimes those can go really badly. Uh, And he said, you know, when you try to merge two cultures, if they're not in alignment with each other, they're it's never going to work. It's it's going to be a disaster. And so, this defining culture. Let's let's have some conversation around that. How do you do that? What's your what's your techniques for doing that?
2: Defining culture is very simple, um, but it takes time. And a lot of companies want a now thing. You know, if you if you go to um, a company to get your website built, it doesn't take very long for someone to build your website, and you get a now moment. Culture is not something that's a now moment. And every organization and every person is going to be completely different in adapting that culture. He said something very poignant. You know, you've got two two companies merging, right? And then you have these different cultures. You know, if you look at how the Romans did it, they did it better than anybody. They would, well, unfortunately, there was some violence there, but let's not focus on that. But when the Romans would go to a new region, a new area, they were so transparent with their own culture, they would say, these people are doing X, Y, and Z much better than us. So a lot of their innovations weren't even their ideas. They just did them on a grander scale because they found different practices that other nations were doing better than them. And they adapted it. They had no problem saying, we suck at this. They're so much better. Let's do it this way. And they would, it was a quick adaptation. And if you think about, there was no internet. There was no Zoom conversations, Right. They were able to mobilize so quickly and adapt and change. And I think that's one thing that a company has to and a person has to be able to do. I talked with a guy this week that I could not believe just bore his soul to me and said, this is where I am personally and this is where I want to be. And along with culture in a company and along with a the person, there's a road to get to that point. Not every company is going to go, this is what we're doing right, this is what we're doing wrong and this stuff. And so sometimes... The approach is always going to have to be adaptive and different. And it takes patience. It's just like a relationship or a marriage. Sometimes you took years to cause certain problems. You know, some your marriage may have been just the greatest thing ever in the very beginning. But now, 20 years later, you're both more like roommates than you are lovers. And so how do you change that? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It takes somebody who can be on the outside looking in. It very rarely works when you have someone within the company that's going, We're changing the culture. You are part of the culture and you might even be a part of what's wrong with the culture. And so the the thing is you get that third party person that's really got nothing in it. It's not their baby. And so they can say it's ugly in this way, but they can also say it's beautiful in this way. And then you just enhance the positives. You know, I used to um, I, I used to, when I was a young man, be in sports. And I'll, often, I had coaches that were many different ways. I had coaches that would be like, you suck, you got to get better. But there was no road on how to get better. Then I had other coaches that said, I had a, a coach, his name was Coach Anderson, he was a wrestling coach, and he was like, you know what, yeah, you're not so good at this. But you know what you're great at? You're great at stand-up cutaways. You know what you're great at? You're great at the single leg takedown. You You're know what? You're, and he would work on those positive things to grow them as a well-rounded wrestler, and looking back as an adult, I see how that changed not only that individual, but the culture of the entire team. And so always, always, always the approach to your culture, whether that's personal or whether that's organizational, it's all about taking these small practical steps and enhancing what's good and working on what's good.
1: Yeah, that's that story about that coach telling you what you did good at reminds me of how we grow the positive. And John Maxwell likes to say, "Work in your strengths." You know, yep. if, if you're a seven at something, you you can become a ten. But if you're a three, you can you can only become a five. <laughs> and and so he's like, "Don't don't concentrate on on things that aren't your strengths. Concentrate on things that are your strengths, and then work right. with people that have strengths in those other areas." Again, one's too small a number to get anything done, right. so we need to work together. You, you talked about that Roman story, uh, how they, they just adapted other people's way of doing things that were better. I had an employee one time who told me that was R&D, rip off and duplicate.
2: <laughs> Matt Bunner, a safety guy who is a, just a great human being, first of all. Second of all, probably one of the best safety guys I've ever seen in my life. He would say, Mike, rip everything off of me that you can. He said, because I'm telling you, I ripped it off of somebody else. (laughs) And he said, "That all I'm doing is replicating things that I found that was good and that worked. He said, if someone's already made the wheel, go with that wheel. And he said, now, if you want to innovate that wheel, then yes, make it yours, make it better. And so he goes, because I'm going to steal from you.
1: You know, that must be the the safety culture because the individual that told me that story it was a safety man. <laughs> it was about <laughs> procedures and policies he was ripped off and do and and they all encourage each other as you alluded to. Yeah. Hey, let's work together. Let's let's not reinvent the wheel. If this is working, let's use it, utilize it, feel free to yeah. copy. You, you share safety yeah. because of how important it is. Yeah. It's so wonderful. I think,
2: you know, if you think that they I I have another friend of mine who builds brands for people. He does a phenomenal job. And and, uh, uh, one of the things that he says about the, the, his partners and he only chooses to work with who he works with. He, if you want to work with him and he thinks that you're not an integral company, it doesn't work for you. And um, one of the things Aaron told me was he said, the people that he has worked together in his network are competitors and they will get together and talk to each other about how, they do things. Culturally, that's a beautiful thing. Our economy has always been a very cutthroat economy. And when you bring that corporate, bourgeois, this kind of uh, mentality to things, and people are always fearful of their jobs, and people are always fearful of losing money, um, it's a terrible place to be. And it kills and murders your culture. I talked to the business leader today. And I said, look, man, I'd love for you to be on the podcast. I'm about ready to do, but I don't want you to give away any trade secrets. And he said, Mike, I don't have any trade secrets. He's like, I just show up and do the job integrity and I treat my people well. That's my trade secret. He goes, you know, I, I don't overpromise and under underproduce. I you know. I, I, he goes, I just want to do business integrally. And I was like, it just made me laugh because our culture of um, a lot of companies are so exclusive. I never forget going to Vegas and seeing a group of people that were very uh, at an at a, uh, event. And these people were very exclusive. And there was a team. there were a, a business. And so their upper echelon was there. And I remember walking up to them. But because I'm known, they accepted me in their group very well. Well, one of their competitors showed up was a young man who had started a startup. And he was in awe of this group of people. And, you know, they treated him like garbage they kind of shrugged him and they moved away from him. And it showed me the culture of that organization. I stepped out of the way and I was like, Hey man, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. What's your name? He knew me as well. And he was shocked. And later he told me, I can't believe how you treated me compared to the way they treated me. You've got a bigger following than they do. You're more known here than, than they are. And yet they were so exclusive to me. I said, that's because you're a competitor. And so that showed their culture, that they felt that they were elite. And so they're not going to adapt. That organization isn't going to change. Their culture is we're elite. We're doing it better than anybody else. Their culture is we're, we're above everyone else. And this guy is just starting out, so he's lower than. Me. And I watched it unfold right in front of my eyes. We need to have a paradigm shift if you're going to be successful in business, And you can't lead in fear. If you lead in fear in business and you lead in fear in culture, that means that fire culture, you got to be a savage. You got to be here seven days a week. You got to devote your life to my organization and my dream. That is such a sour culture because you're you're excluding the fact that that person who's giving that life, who's being that savage for you, they have dreams too. They have a life too. And what we're seeing in a cultural shift and a paradigm shift in our nations, when you focus correctly on culture, your production goes up, your safety goes up, your people have hope, your leaders grow. And it is such a natural process within your organization that yes, if you need to see that bottom line, it's very computable. But you have to have consistency and it has to start with the head and then all the way down to the tail. And when I mean tail, I use a snake because it's, you know, it's all on on the same level. That head's on the same level the tail is at. I've never liked hierarchical leadership. And so if you don't have that paradigm shift in your organization, I'm telling you, especially amidst the hardships that we're having in our nation now, you internally are
1: going to start to see your organization implode. So true, man. It's it's a different world. It's a different way of doing things now. You know, last year I was made aware of the term cooperators, and I love that term. Uh, I, i've been i've been i've been doing that for years actually we 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 work with industry we, we work inside industry groups uh to, to talk yeah. about how to do things better how to work better around each other and at times recognize that contractor is better at that scope of work than i am and yeah. uh you know there's plenty of, there's always enough of the pie to share with everyone and yeah. you got to get that mindset that uh it, there's more out there to get and, and you're not going to lose it because someone else is trying to do the same thing you're trying to do.
2: Well, and it travels quickly. Word spreads fast. And it when you do have a sour culture and people know it, other organizations that are looking at you to bid work are going to realize that. And a lot of times they don't want to have anything to do with you because the word gets out. And that's another cultural issue. Once the word is out, what do you have to do to prepare it? I once counseled a father and a son. And the culture that they grew up with was the father was very hateful. He would say things like, son, don't ever have kids. Because if you ever have kids, you won't ever have anything worth having. You won't have cars or motorcycles or boats because you're always spending money on kids. Um, He would always threaten the child all the time. So when the young man grew up, he became very bitter and angry. And one of the things that I tried to teach them both was, look, for the culture and the paradigm shift to happen here, dad, you've got to be consistent now in your I'm sorry. You've got to be consistent now in your please forgive me. And he never was. And the the relationship never did heal because the father wasn't willing to change. Yeah, he could say, I'm sorry for the way I raised you, but then he couldn't change. So an organization takes consistency. So what all that son was looking for was the, I'm sorry, please forgive me. All that son was looking for is some consistency and change and he would have adapted and he'd have moved forward and they'd be fishing today. (laughs) But instead of that happening, there was no shift in the culture and there was no consistency in that shift. And so organizationally, if you say, Hey, I've screwed up my culture, whether that be on my personal branding side or online or in things that I've been not done well or with my own people, Buddy, I'm telling you, it's an uphill battle. But if you want to build a legacy company, it's worth the hype, right? It's worth that hard work and that endeavor to move forward and to fight for your culture and your company. Your name is on that. I mean, maybe it's not your name, but you, technically it is, you know what I mean? Your heart and soul, and you're known for that. So let's build that together
1: and let's make it something so beautiful that you would hate to walk away from it. No doubt. And everything that's worthwhile is uphill. It's going to be a battle to get something that's worth something. Diamonds are buried in the earth, man. You got to, you got to blast them out and and get to them. It's hard work. You know, you're not going to hang a sign up in the, in the business or send out an email and change your culture. It's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Your Instagram can be great, but it doesn't mean the culture of your company and the truth behind It's changed. I have two daughters. Okay. I am not perfect. And I have royally screwed up in trying to lead them and, and to do something for them. And so what I've had to do is say, I'm sorry, let's make this right together because I'm not perfect. I was raised in the area where the parents said, you were in trouble before you knew something was wrong. And what they said was what they said. And that's all there is to it. Because I said so. And if you went against because I said so, you got a sore rear end for it. <laughs> what I realized with my kids was, It just doesn't, it didn't work for me. It's not going to work for them. And so I have to be transparent and man enough to say, Hey, I messed up. Hey, let's move forward. Hey. And then be consistent in that change. Because like you said, diamonds are very deep and even though they're very deep, you still have to do a lot of pressure and a lot of uncomfortable change for that thing to become a diamond and the beautiful thing that it
1: is. Without a doubt. Well, Michael, it's been great to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited about what you're doing. I hope some of the listeners will make contact with you. So tell us how to do that.
2: So right now, um, I'm utilizing LinkedIn for the great phenomenal tool it is. I encourage others to do so. So you can find me there at Michael Bowman. That's M-I-K-E-L-B-O-W-M-A-N. And you can simply message me. I'm very, very, very accessible. On Instagram, I'm Michael Bowman two forty three. On uh, YouTube, with all my videos on there, there's over forty videos. Uh, it's uh, Legacy Builder twenty one twenty one,
1: and we will be having the podcast come out here soon. Um, so that's just the great places to reach me. Awesome! Can't wait to to hear the podcast, man. I'm going to be a listener to that one. Thank you very much. It, and it is always an honor when I'm
2: ever I'm asked to talk. I don't take this lightly, and I just want to thank you for giving me the honor
1: to to, to talk on your podcast today. Thanks so much Michael and for our listeners I'll include all of those uh, at least the spelling of his name and the way to get in contact with him at LinkedIn, his YouTube channel in the show notes and uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. I hope that you'll go over to whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on give us an honest rating and review and share this podcast with others remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you